This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Thursday afternoon. Hope you are enjoying your Thursday. Nice to see the sunshine. And thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. This is a conversation, of course, you know, over my time here at News Talk 770, we have had countless times. And it deals with distracted driving. We've talked about it because we think the rules and the fines just aren't enough. It's not changing our behavior. And I'm sure right now if you're driving and you are on the road, you look around, you're going to see someone And sometimes it's even a cop. I know I'm going to get those calls as well. So we've talked about this, and we know that we've increased the fines. We now have added demerit points. And yet, I don't know if we've really seen an improvement in the behavior when it comes to distracted driving, especially cell phones. Maybe forget about calling it distracted driving laws. Just don't use your cell phone law. And that's why uh, a story caught my eye by Andrew Russell. He's a national online journalist with Global News. He joins us today. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Angela. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What is Quebec's transport minister proposing when it comes to dealing with distracted drivers? Uh, well, Quebec's, uh, Quebec's transport minister, Laurent Lessard, uh, spoke yesterday. He just spoke briefly. He said that uh, in an, his next meeting with Mark Garneau, he's going to bring up, he wants. He essentially wants Ottawa to look at the idea of criminalizing uh, anyone who's caught using their cell phone. So uh, that would go past and beyond the, the fines or the demerit points or the other penalties that we have now and move towards an actual sort of a criminal charge, uh, actually amending the uh, Canadian Criminal Code that you would actually be facing a criminal charge then, and that would be much more than just fines or demerits that would eventually lead to higher insurance costs. Yeah, absolutely. So he he wasn't he uh, he was short on details, um, but this also follows uh, a report that came out uh, earlier this week from the uh, a Quebec coroner into the death of a 28 year old man uh, earlier in March who was killed. Uh, and in the report, it came out it was likely that he was on his uh, phone at the time and texting. Well, we know we have talked uh, over the last number of years about that we are quickly seeing distracted driving, especially the use of cell phones and texting, probably causing more fatalities than people drinking and driving. Have you looked into those numbers, Andrew? Yeah, so we have uh, we have some numbers from Ontario. So they were from last year, and we found that on... Uh, Roads that are patrolled by uh, the Ontario Provincial Police, that's our provincial police force, uh, found that there were 69 distracted driving fatalities last year, and that's compared to 45 uh, alcohol or impaired driving fatalities. And if we look at BC's, the latest numbers uh, I was able to obtain were from 2014 that found that um, there was 60, uh, 64 people were killed in alcohol-impaired-related uh, uh, fatalities mm-hmm. compared to 81 that were uh, distracted driving fatalities. 81. And, and then the other thing is, is we don't always know exactly what caused the the fatality because, mm-hmm. you know, if you said it was just a Quebec coroner who says it's believed that that 28-year-old was using a cell phone, there's a lot of times there's fatalities and the evidence is gone. So even those numbers from BC, 64 alcohol, 81 distracted driving, who's to say that number isn't actually even higher? 
Yeah, and it could be higher. I mean, especially looking at like I wasn't able to uh, get sort of local like Toronto police forces, but you can definitely say uh, I've spoke with the Canadian Automobile Association, and uh, they they were quite they've been quite outspoken on this, saying that uh, distracted driving is much more dangerous than impaired driving. And actually, after I talk to you, Andrew, I'm going to talk to someone from uh, the CAA, so just to get their take on this. Andrew, give me an idea, because it's only been since the beginning of this year that Alberta has gotten a little more tough on distracted driving, because before uh, there weren't any demerits and the fine was lower, and now we're creeping up to almost $300 for the fine and three demerit points. How does Alberta compare to the rest of the country? Uh, so Alberta is actually sort of in the mid-range. Uh, Ontario was is kind of leading the way. Ontario and Prince Edward Island. Last year, Ontario introduced um, a one. It's up to one thousand uh, dollars if you're caught uh, for, with if caught texting on your cell phone with three demerit points. I know in British Columbia, they also recently changed. Uh, came into effect this year with first offense is roughly $500 and the second offense for uh, getting caught on your cell phone is 800 roughly 888 or $900 with four demerit points. When you said Ontario a range of between 490 and 1000 does that just is it up to the discretion of the officer or is it similar first offense second offense when you get up into the 1000 range? Uh, it's at the discretion of it's at the discretion of the officer, and then also going back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, with this with talking about this criminal this uh, move towards a possible or people considering criminalization, uh, there is under the criminal code there is. Uh, room for officers or prosecutors uh, to lay a, a dangerous driving uh, a charge if involved and that can be at the discretion if it does involve uh, someone who is on their phone so and, and so that probably is why if, when Mark Arno even would be approached with this he would probably say I, I wouldn't put this under the criminal code because there already is room for those charges under the criminal code for officers yeah exactly because, yeah, so it's at the discretion of the officers and the prosecutor to uh, lay dangerous uh, driving causing death or dangerous driving causing bodily harm. Mm. You know, I mean, part of me is frustrated with, well, a big part of me is frustrated with distracted driving because I see it all the time. But then I'm almost concerned that that maybe criminal code or criminalizing it is almost too too steep but i know you're just c compiling all the data for us yeah no no that's that's a very good point i actually that was similar to uh, i spoke with a member of the canada state Good afternoon, I'm Darcy Curl. The union representing a majority of workers at Canada Post has issued 72-hour strike notice. The union says the notice spells out what actions it's planning, but stops short of a full-blown walkout. The union strike mandate was set to expire at midnight tonight. I'm Darcy Curl in the News Talk 770 News Centre. All right, well, at least we have a better clarification because we've been wondering what's going to be happening. So as Darcy mentioned, a 72-hour strike notice by the union representing postal workers. And, of course, my guest is Andrew Russell. He is with Global News, national online journalist, and we are talking about the idea of criminalizing distracted driving. And, Andrew, just finish your thought, though, because I, I was saying I, I'm a little torn thinking that maybe criminalizing it is almost too severe, but then when we start to see the fact that people haven't changed their behavior, maybe we need to have something this severe. 
Yeah, so I spoke with the Canada Safety Council who kind of echoed that, saying that uh, criminalizing this would be overkill and uh, kind of a a, a knee-jerk reaction to this uh, tragedy that unfolded uh, in Quebec. Um, now they obviously say it's a it is you know a concern and it definitely needs to be addressed, uh, but they they uh, don't see it uh, the criminalizing it being mm. effective. Sort of way. And it, it, yeah. it's about it's more about connecting people to people see this see the statistics, but they don't often sort of think of themselves as like I know I'm probably a number of people will admit to at some point in their driving history of being on their cell phone. But mm-hmm. it's about connecting to those uh, numbers that you see. Yeah. I hate the word overkill when we're talking about distracted driving, yeah, but I, I know what they mean <laughs> by that. Andrew, thanks yeah. so much for the details. Great. Thank you very much. Andrew Russell, National Online Journalist with Global News. And as I mentioned, I want to hear from the Automobile Association on the other side of this break. I'm Angela Coca. I want to hear from you as well. 974-TALK, 974-8255. Text me, 770-770. Is this how far we have to go to get people to put down their phones while they're driving? We're back after this. Okay, in just a few minutes, I want to open up the phone lines to your thoughts on this because you have shared lots of thoughts in the past when it comes to distracted driving. And, and I think some of the big concerns are that, first of all, enforcement is tough. It doesn't seem like there's enough officers to be able to crack down on all the people who are distracted drivers out there. And then at the beginning of this year, we saw steeper fines, some demerit points added to that. But uh, Quebec's transport minister thinks that we should go even further than that. And he is actually going to propose it to uh, the transport minister, Mark Garneau, the federal transport minister, Mark Garneau, on the idea of making it a criminal offense to actually use a cell phone while driving Scott Wilson is my guest, and he is Senior Policy Analyst with the Alberta Motor Association. Hello, Scott. Hello. What are your thoughts on this? Is this going too far, or is this what we have to do to really get that message across? Well, I think, you know, it certainly seems to me at this point in Alberta, from an Alberta perspective, that it might be something a little too far too soon. We've just had uh, increased penalties implemented here in the province. I think it was January 1st of this year, a fine increased fairly substantially and of course we added demerits which is something that you uh, only do if you're really concerned about getting serious about this issue so so i think you know based on seven or eight months of experience um that's not a lot of time to give those penalties to work we have seen some uh, i think positive indications in, in terms of what's happening in calgary where we've seen a spike in compliance or a decrease in the number of uh, violations that were issued by the calgary police service so that's good news and I think you probably do need to give those new penalties in Alberta a little bit of time to work um, before you make changes. So I, at this point, I'm sort of taking a wait-and-see approach to, to criminal charges. I think if you really look at that very carefully, there's a number of other potential challenges in terms of getting those things to actually work properly. Burden of proof is an issue. Not only that, but uh, the burden that's placed on courts by um, additional um, cases getting to court is another aspect of it as well. So at this point, I'm taking a bit of a wait-and-see approach. I'd like to really see what happens in Alberta in terms of our new penalties and if, uh, you know, give them some time to work and evaluate, and maybe then we have to make some changes. And Scott, I suppose even, um, as I was saying with Andrew Russell, the reporter, that within the Criminal Code of Canada, there is already that area for police to be able to, if they see that... 
uh, someone was texting and there was a fatality, there's room for that dangerous driving causing bodily harm or causing death? Absolutely. Yeah, that already exists. So the question then, you need to ask yourself, do we need another item mm-hmm. in the criminal code to deal with this specifically if there's already something there? And I think the answer probably at, at this point anyways is probably not. Scott, I, you know, you're the senior policy analyst, and I'm, I'm curious if you've seen studies because we, we have heard, and even Andrew, the reporter, said they've got statistics where in Ontario, when you look at distracted driving fatalities and you compared them to impaired driving fatalities, we are starting to see more the result of distracted driving than alcohol-related fatalities. Do you think that is what we are seeing across North America? Yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate representation of what is starting to happen. We're seeing a, a basically distraction is becoming as large a, a contributing factor to fatal crashes as alcohol impairment is. And so, so that should really make us sit up and take notice that clearly this is a serious issue. And, uh, you know, there are some things we have to do in terms of what we've just done in Alberta, increased penalties, both the financial fine and the demerits. I think also, though, what's missing in terms of this conversation and this debate is that we have not yet reached a point where uh, distracted driving of any type has become socially unacceptable. You know, we finally reached that point with respect to impaired driving a number of years ago after quite some substantial effort over a number, you know, a long period of time. And I think that really does need to happen on this issue as well. And uh, that might be a bit of a challenge, but I think we can all be part of that solution in terms of talking to people when we're in vehicles and somebody pulls up their phone to answer a call or make a call. We need to be, we need to feel confident enough and comfortable enough to say, you know what, I'm not comfortable with that in the vehicle. It is illegal, by the way. And not only that, it's terribly risky. And I think that's something that people have forgotten uh, about the driving task. It's really the riskiest part of your day. And, uh, you know, you really need to give yourself as much uh, opportunity to recognize and react to hazards on the road as you possibly can. You know where we have to start then? We have to start in the classroom. And we've got to get the kids to say, you tell mom and dad. Because (laughs) you you, you know how it works when it comes to, Mm -hmm. remember the days of recycling, reusing, and you had the little kids as the messengers and... Can you imagine a mom or a dad bringing their phone out and they've got their seven-year-old saying, Mom, you're breaking the law? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that has happened with other road safety-related issues, such as seatbelts, for example. And uh, you're right. That sort of thing can be used with respect to this kind of behavior. And I think we need to, as, as citizens who are mobile and need to get from A to B. We also need to be connected, but we can rely on the technology to take some of those calls for us when we're behind the wheel. Uh, we really don't need to put ourselves at any additional risk or others at additional risk when we're behind the wheel. And really when we distract ourselves knowingly and intentionally by doing that, we really cause our brain not to act at its at its optimum. Uh, we really divide our attention and the research is very clear that you do not see and understand and actually recognize what's happening in the road environment when you distract yourself intentionally. Mm. You're missing very important things in traffic that can lead to, obviously, some very important situations. What's going to happen in, I swear, in five years, or maybe even before that, we're going to see driverless vehicles? 
you know, can you imagine the legislation around that? Or will it be finally I get to text and uh, someone else is doing the driving for me? Well, you know, that's certainly uh, something that a lot of people, I think, are, are now starting to contemplate. And we are getting to a point now where we're starting to see more and more technology creep into the average vehicle. It's going to take some time before we see some of the systems such as you see on, on high-end Teslas and Mercedes and BMWs, etc., that can do a bit of driving for you under certain situations. But I think the writing is on the wall. Uh, the challenging part is when is it going to be introduced in any large um, proportion and I think the really interesting time from my perspective and a lot of other people I think in road safety is a transition period between where we are now where most of us are driving and maybe 25 30 years from now where maybe most of us aren't driving and we're passengers so there's going to be a really interesting period in terms of what technology does for us while we're being mobile yeah and maybe someday someone will say remember 10 years ago that old talk show host was talking about criminal charges we don't even have to worry about driving anymore yeah (laughs) Uh, exciting and crazy times at the same time scott thanks so much for weighing in on this you're very welcome scott wilson senior policy analyst with the alberta motor association calgary today with angela cocott weekdays at three on news talk 770 calgary for most of us crime is something we see on the news We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.